Good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. This is Minister McMillan. Okay, today I want to say a few things before we get into our reading. You know, there's something's been pressing on my mind lately, and one of the things that have stood out very much so is the Sabbath day. Now, I see every day on my Facebook page, uh, on some of the other sites as well, YouTube, etc. Um, people going to church and they have these services, and that's good. But there is a big problem. Now, we're all saying now, you know, we're trying to change our lives and get our lives in order, lined up right with the Lord. But we are not paying attention to the Ten Commandments. Now, if you just take the Ten of the Commandments, the first Ten, where all the other 300 and some odd come from, all right? Um, the first 10 is what most people go by, and then they begin to break it down. Well, in the first 10, it says, honor the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day and honor it, right? That's the, that's the day the Lord gave us, Okay. Now, from reading our scriptures and everything, we know now that the Sabbath day lies on a Saturday. It's actually sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, you, give or take an hour, maybe later, okay? Um, the problem lies with our churches. Now, I speak to the blacks and Hispanics and American Indians when I say these things. Because everybody else, I can't speak to them about. I'm speaking of the children of God, the Hebrews, the actual Hebrews that were scattered all over the earth. But here in the northern continent, or western, <laughs> how you look at it, uh, I should say here in the United States, states, north and south, <laughs> um, we have church on Sundays, and that's not right. I know a lot of people are going to ah, what are you talking Listen, the truth of the matter is it's Friday, sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, okay? And we need to get back on track with the day that the Lord set aside if we really, really and truly want to be in his graces, We have come away from that because of how the laws and everything have been done. And I know people are say, well, I have to work that day, blah, blah, blah. But listen to me very carefully because I've been down that lane. 
when you set yourself up rightly and do as the Lord tells you, then he will make it so that you don't have to work that day. I have done it, lived it, gone through it, no better. Okay? So I'm telling you from experience. Now, a lot of the church is going to say, well, we can't do that because that's not how our church is lined up. Of course it's not. Because all the churches out here, Maze, um, excuse me, not Maze Youngs, um, Methodists, um, uh, churches won't come to my name, <clears throat> but most, most churches out here, okay, fall under the Catholic banner. They split off from the Catholic churches and became churches themselves. Even the Protestant religion came out from under the Catholic banner, okay? So they're not going to, um, they're not going to do Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, because you go back in history, that was the trade-off, uh, that they would make it for a day that was acceptable to every body, except the Hebrews. The Hebrews or the Israelites went along with it for safety purposes, but that was not the issue. Okay, so we as a people need to get back on board and we need to start <clears throat> recognizing the true Sabbath day because we're really not observing the Sabbath. We're observing another day, that <laughs> another day. We're observing the first day of the week instead of the last day of the week, okay? He rested on the last day, not the first day. So we need to come to grips with that, even if it means we have to step out from under the banner of all these other churches and create our own. That's a big undertaking, isn't it? Let, let that sink in for a minute. I mean, we're doing other things right now, but this too is important. This is very important. And this is how you begin to make real positive change and how you turn people back to the Lord, because people will say, well, why are they having services on Saturday, Friday night, and Saturday? And then they'll begin to look, and they'll investigate like many of us have, you see. But until we make that step, we're still not aligned properly with the Lord. As he said in his word, remember the Sabbath. You're remembering it by going to church on Sunday and giving your tithes and offerings. But you're not remembering the actual day that he laid aside. 
So you're not honoring the day that he laid aside. You're honoring the next day. Okay? So that has been on my mind for a while. And I'd like to see some of our churches begin to make the change. And if they can't under the banner that they fly under, then step out of it and open up your own. Okay? All right. So that's what I wanted to say today. I mean, that has been on my mind for many many, many years, and um, it's it's really like been nagging at me here lately, because we're getting so close to the end, we need to uh, reestablish ourselves and make sure that we're lined up correctly with the Lord, and all of us is trying hard uh, to get right, and so let's not... Um, miss anything. Let's try to get as much as we can to be as close as we can. Okay? All right. Now, we're going to move uh, today on into uh, chapter 11. I think we left off at chapter 10. Finish chapter 10. And so we're going to move into chapter 11, okay? All right. Now, as I said before, this is not Ecclesiastics. It's Ecclesiasticus. There's a C-U-S at the end. And this is another book that was stripped from the original Bible. You will find this in the Hebrew Bible, if you can get your hands on uh, one, if you already have one, great. Uh, I'm reading this from the New Jerusalem Bible, okay? And uh, again, this is this Bible <laughs> was uh, was written by a rabbi and a priest. So this is what I'm saying to you about the churches. Like, a lot of the churches um, today are beginning to align themselves um, as one church, which is good. But also, we have to, we have to watch ourselves with that. Uh, you're aligning yourselves with other churches uh, to pray to God, but are you aligning everything else up? with God? Or are you still doing some of, some of this church was doing and then some of what that church was doing and some of what that church was doing? Or are you coming together and aligning yourself under one and doing the things of God? Okay. All right. Let's move on now. Um... This particular chapter is Deceptionist of Appearances, okay? So, um, this book is much like Proverbs and the Book of Wisdom and the Book of Ecclesiastics. So, would you want instruction and you want to know what is right and wrong? These are the books you go to. Now, this is why I'm 
uh, again, I say this book should never have been stripped out, along with the Book of Wisdom. Uh, Ecclesiastics is in there, of course. Um, but as we read on, you'll see and you'll begin to wonder, why were these books taken out? Because they have vital information. Well, man didn't want you to have that information. It's just that simple. Uh, we have to remember that uh, the powers that be um, do not want you to have this information because they, own, they have their own agenda, the world agenda, not the agenda of God. Okay? So, without further ado, chapter 11. Wisdom enables the poor to stand erect and give to the poor a place with the great. Do not praise anyone for good looks, nor dislike anyone for mere appearances. And we have this issue running, it's, it's awful. It really is bad today. And again, you see, here it is. If this had been taught over a period of time, we wouldn't be going through this look nonsense. Oh, he's he's handsome. Oh, he's a dud. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, look at her. She's awful. Oh, she's big. Oh, he's too skinny. All these things right here, he's telling you, don't do that. Small among winged creatures is the bee, but her produce is the sweetness of the sweet. Little packages bring nice, great things. <laughs> okay? Do not grow proud when people honor you. I see this so often in the churches. Uh, people get positions and their heads swell. You can't talk to them. They on another plane or they've reached a new level that you haven't. This is nonsense. You've not reached no new level or, yeah, come on. When God gives you, he can give that same to somebody else. He can take it from you and give it to somebody else. Don't fool yourself. Okay. Um, for the works of the Lord are wonderful, but hidden from human beings. Why does he hide it from human beings? Because he knows how human beings are. If they get too much, they'll get, just like I said a few minutes ago, their head will swell and they'll walk around here thinking that they're God. Okay? Many monarchs have been made to sit on the ground. And the people and the person nobody thought of has worn the crown. Many influential people have been utterly disgraced. Well, look around you, everybody. We've seen a lot of that here in the United States not too long ago. And still, and it's still going on because of the things that people continue to do that they know is wrong. People are telling you it's wrong, but you're still going to do it anyway. And the outcome is, it's disgrace upon you and anyone around you that knows you, family members and etc. 
and prominent people have fallen into the power of others. Do not find fault before making. Okay, um, do not find fault before making thorough inquiry. First reflect, then give a reprimand. Listen before you answer, and do not interrupt a speech before it is finished. Okay, let's, let's read that again so everybody understands this, okay? This is deliberation and reflection. That's what this unit is called. Listen before you answer. So many people just blah, 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 and they don't listen to what's being said to them. And do not interrupt the speech before it is finished. Why? Because you don't know the whole contents of the speech. It, a speech can go one way, but then the person will take it all the way around the block before they get to the actual point. And you just listening to Bob, the speech will get the wrong idea. You have to hear the whole speech in order to understand what's being said. Okay? Do not raggle about something that does not concern you. And do not interfere in the quarrels of sinners. Okay, I, I think you guys got that. <laughs> My child, do not take on a great amount of business. If you multiply your interests, you are bound to suffer for it. Okay, little by little, little by little, handle what you got first. Once you get that under control, then move on and take on something else. And when you get that in control, then move on and take something else. Don't try to bite off the whole apple before beforehand, right? Okay. Um, hurry as fast as you can, yet you will never arrive, nor will you escape by running away. Some people work very hard at the at top speed, only to find themselves falling further behind. And this is so true. So true. Because they are only after getting it done. But they're not getting it done and making the product, quality product, a product that you can be proud of, a product that can be used over and over again without breakage. We got so many products coming out today that last a second and then they're broken. What good is that? Then people start looking for products that's going to hold up, that's going to last. Nobody wants to keep pulling money out their, their pocket for this product over and over again. But manufacturers, they don't think that way. 
oh, let's don't make this too good now because we want them to come back. That's what they think. What they don't understand is that's called cheating. That's called lying. That's called stealing. And all that is on your plate when you go up to God at the end. He's going to say to you, you made this product. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, I made this product. Yeah, it was great. Was it? You made this product, but you didn't make it so that it would last. You made it, and you knew that it would break. You knew that they would have to come back to you. So you lied to them. And you stole from them. You see? You cheated. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Next unit, trust in God alone. Or that there is the slow kind of person needing help, poor in possessions, and rich in poverty. And the Lord turns a favorable eye on him and lifts him out of his wreckage condition, wretched condition, and enables him to hold his head high, thus causing general astonishment. Now, we see this all the time. We see it with uh, actors in Hollywood. We see it with commentators, politicians, Okay, Um, for instance, okay, look at Tyler Perry's story. Look at Ophel Winfrey's story, all right? There are so many, these are coming off the top of my head right now, but these are some of the people who tells you that they came out of poverty. They came out of misery. They came out of situations where they, they, it was unlivable. It was intolerable. But they pushed their way through. And what happened was, as he says here, he lifts him out, him or her. He lifts them out of his wretched condition and enables him to hold his head up high. Look at him and her right now. Now, A lot of you people have your own opinions about them. But the one thing you can say about these two people, they can hold their head up high today. And people look at them from their stories in astonishment. Wow, how did that happen? That, that's really a miracle. It is a miracle because God saw their situation and he brought them up out of it and he set them up. And now they don't have to worry about that. Those things in their life is gone. Okay? All right. Let's move on. Good and bad life. Good and bad, life and death, poverty and wealth, all come from the Lord. Okay, everybody, you hear that? So, when you think that these things, you say, oh, look, no, the Lord wouldn't do that. No, ah, nonsense. 
The Lord is the author of all things in this earth. He, he made it, he built it, he created it. Get that through your head, okay? So, it's saying here, God, good and bad, life and death, poverty and wealth, all come from the Lord. Now, if you don't like the situation that you're in, who do you go to? The Lord, because he is the author and the creator. He made you and the situation you're in. Okay? Um, to the devote, the Lord's gift remains consistent. And his favor will be there to lead them forever. Others grow rich by pinching and scraping. And here is the reward they receive for it. Although they say, now I can sit back and enjoy the benefit of what I have got. They do not know how long this will last. They, they will have to leave their goods to others and die. You see? You can't take it with you. You might have it here, but when you leave, and you don't know when you're leaving, all this gets left behind. Have you ever noticed when someone passes and you inherit their things? Now, uh, not too long ago, my, my father passed. And um, this is about, uh, it's been two years now, I think. And uh, the year before that, my mother passed. And just after my father, my sister passed. And I was willed a lot of things from my parents. And I noticed how these things began to fall apart. I even uh, received some of my grandmothers, because when my mom died, of course, my mom had all of my grandmothers and my auntie's things. And um, so naturally, a lot of that stuff came to us. Just the other day, I have this beautiful turquoise um, uh, ring that's got different turquoise stones in it. And I went to pick the ring up. I was going to wear it. And I noticed the stone had come out. And, oh, I was so upset. Now I have to go find, see if I can find another stone to go into this ring. It's a really beautiful ring. That was given to me from my grandmother and my auntie. That was some of their things. Uh, I had a dress right after my grandmother passed. It was given to me. And I went to wear this dress to an occasion. It's a very formal dress, uh, blue lace dress. And I put the dress on, not realizing that the dress had stuck to the hanger. And when I took it off the hanger, it tore the lace. I didn't realize it till I got out and I had to run, run around and try to find a uh, thread and try to, you know, fix it the best way I could without it, you know, being noticeable. But I brought that up to show you that these things don't stay. These things begin to disintegrate. They begin to fall apart. 
They're only there for the for that person. And then when that person dies, those things begin to die right along with them. They begin to disintegrate. Okay. All right. Uh, do not admire the achievements of sinners. Trust the Lord and mind your own business, since it is a trifle in the eye of the Lord. Let me hear that again. Woo! Do not admire the achievement of sinners. Okay? Well, who's a sinner? How do you know? Everybody's a sinner. <laughs> so, stop admiring what somebody else has done. And tend to your own business. Do what you need to do. Because it means nothing in the Lord's eye. This is all vanity to him. Vanity, vanity, vanity. Remember he said that. Okay. <laughs> in a moment, suddenly, to make the poor rich. You see that? The blessing of the Lord is reward of the devout. In a moment, God brings his blessings to flower. Do not say, what are my needs? How much shall I have in the future? And do not say, I am safe. I am self-sufficient. What disaster can affect me now? Well, let's break this down, okay? The blessings of the Lord is the reward of the devout, the devout, those who stay before him and practice his commandments, his statutes, and his laws, okay? In a moment, God brings his blessing to flower upon them, flower, bloom, things that they've been calling on, calling about, all right? Do not say. What are my needs? Okay. How much shall I have in the future? Stop worrying about what you don't have and what you do have. What Tommy has and what Mary's got. Do you have enough to take care of you in the future? If you're a child of the Lord... You needn't worry about those things because the Lord takes care of his children. Okay? He takes care of you regardless. And do not say, I am self-sufficient. Absolutely not because you're not. You're kidding yourself. What you have today can go in a minute. We've seen this over and over with very elite people. They'll be rich one minute, and next minute something happens, and they'll lose all their money. <laughs> what disaster can affect me now? Well, any kind of disaster, like I just said. In, in prosperous times, disasters are forgotten. And in times of disaster, no one remembers prosperity. Now, isn't that true? Absolutely. Yet, it is a, tri a trifle for, it is a trifle for the Lord on the day someone dies to repay him as his conduct deserves. Mm. You see? 
when you go before the Lord, whatever you've done, he's the one that has to go through it and make the decision where your resting place is going to be for eternity. A moment's adversity and pleasures are forgotten. In a person's last hour, his deeds will stand revealed. How many people have you known in their last hour they're praying and asking for forgiveness and they're seeing things and seeing people and there's a lot of stuff going on in their last moments. Some that are able to speak, others can't tell you. You can only look on their face and see face changes at times. Um, others you can't because sometimes people are in comas. Okay? Uh, call no one fortunate before his death. It is by his end that someone will be known. Okay? Distress the wicked. Do not bring everyone home with you. For many are the traps of the crafty. Now, people, I'm going to be real. When I was first started out, uh, I was a, a young person uh, coming into uh, the church, and I wanted to do this and do that. And I got into all the organizations, food drives, pantry drives. I had a... Um, a, a pantry, food pantry in my home. I had the clothing drive in my home. Uh, I had several of the sisters and brothers who needed a place to come and, and uh, lodge in my extra room. So I was constantly bringing strangers home. Uh, mostly people, you know, who uh, had come to the church and uh, need the place, but there were times when I did take in strangers, and I can tell you for a fact that this is so true. You have to know who is coming in if you take anybody into your home. It's not it's not a good idea, really, uh, unless you're prepared for it. The last person that came into my home, which was. Uh, more of a personal issue, someone who I was uh, getting very serious with. Um, and they shouldn't have been there. That's the truth of the matter. And that's why things went awry. Um, the person turned out to be just like they say, crafty. Very crafty, very untrustworthy. And, and of course, the end results was disastrous. Okay. All right. Um, like a captive uh, partridge in a cage, so is the heart of the proud. Like a spy, he watches for your downfall. Every uh, Ever on the lookout, turning good into bad. And finding fault with what is praiseworthy. Now, you see this on your jobs all the time. 
people who are very prideful, jealous. Jealousy runs with the two. They are looking to see uh, who is there, uh, who, who is running against them, I should say, or who is, is, uh, might be a threat to them. And anything that you do, right, they're scouting and looking around to see what they can find so they can show the boss that you're not as great as the boss thinks or you can't do this properly. And it's not yeah, it's just it's the, I, I'm using the workplace, but you know, you can find this anywhere. You see this in the church as well. Okay, a heartful uh, um a a heartful of glowing coals uh starts for a single spark. Excuse me. Mm, starts from a single spark. And the sinner lurks for the chance of spilling blood. Mm-hmm. Beware of the scoundrel and his evil contrivance. Contrivance. Contrivances. Okay. He... Um, in case he puts a smear on you forever. So you have to watch out for that. You have to be careful for that because they're out there. <laughs> uh, give a home to a stranger and he will start trouble and estrange you from your own family. And this is why I'm telling you what I was saying earlier about me bringing someone into my home and the end results was not good at all. And this was one of the things that transpired. Um, this person made some problems with uh, family members and eventually the whole thing blew up and of course the person was driven out. I didn't send the person out. The Lord actually intervened and sent evil spirit upon this person and drove him out but that's a whole nother story for another day if I if I told you guys some of the things that happened in my life you would think I was talking fairy tales but these things actually transpired and I do have proof <laughs> so <laughs> um, to me um, they're not funny and um they have taught me a lot in my life, and I do try to share as much with my audience as possible because you need to know these things um, so that you don't make these mistakes and so you'll have um, a better rapport, okay? All right, let's move on to uh, chapter 12, and this is called The Rules for Doing Good. If you mean to do a kindness, choose the right person. Then your good deeds will not be wasted. Now, let's say that again. If you mean to do a kindness, choose the right person. Then your good deeds will not be wasted. Now, this isn't just for a person. This is for an organization as well. 
And I, I say that because I want to give an example. Say you want to give an alms, okay, or a tie to an organization that um, you're interested in. Check them out. Make sure that they who they say they are, that they're doing what they say they're doing, um, that they're really benefiting somebody. Not themselves, but somebody else. You know, the people who they're supposed to benefit. Because if not, then it's not if you said your your money's being thrown out the window or down flushed down the toilet. Okay? Um, and it's the same thing with an individual. If you're giving an individual, okay, you're trying to help someone, and they say, look, I, I need money for, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to lose my car. And you know this person has children, and you know that they need that car to get back and forth to work. That car is important. I, I tell people, look, don't take an attitude because somebody needs help, no matter what the situation. They could have made the decision to pay their rent, but didn't have enough to pay their car, okay? You don't know what happened in their family. Maybe a kid got sick. We all put money aside, but that money gets eaten up. Let's be real. So they need help, Okay? You give them money so they can go fix their car, right? But then you find out later on they didn't fix their car. They took their money. They took that money, right? And they did something else with it. They went out to a movie or they went to a game. Okay. That is what they're talking about. Now, if they took that money and they they spent it on food, or maybe the kid got some kid got the kid got hurt, or that's a different story. Okay, I, I don't hold that against anybody. Uh, if you have an emergency, and then all of a sudden another emergency falls on top of that, which is a bit even bigger emergency. Like a child getting hurt, you have to choose uh, the car, which I really, really need. But my kid who's bleeding out of his uh, leg or knee or arm and needs to get to the hospital, that's a whole different story, right? And then in that case, if you find that out, you should say, look, I know I gave you uh, money for the car. I understand what happened. And if you can slip them a little bit more to help them get the car then do so. Be a help. Okay? Don't be a hindrance. All right, let's move on. Um, do good to someone devout, and he will be rewarded. If not by the person, then certainly by the Most High. No good will come to one who persists in evil, or who refuses to give alms, okay? Guys, I know a lot of you out there do not know what alms are. Alms is when you give willingly to people in need or an organization in need. And that's why I said make sure you check. Um, and we should be giving this. Uh, this is something that was brought to my attention 
not too long ago because <laughs> because I had uh, stopped giving alms for a while and I was just doing um, tithes, offerings here and there. So your tithes, your offerings, and your alms. I just did a little thing on tithes, offerings, and, uh, and alms. Uh, not too long ago, and you give your alms more often than you do your offerings and your tithes, okay? And I'll get into that again, um, maybe in another week or two. I just write that on my calendar, um, so that we get a real good understanding of what that is, okay? Because a lot of churches have so many different offerings and you know like uh when they say oh let's pick up an offering for john because he uh he's sick and he or he needs an operation or those are alms they're offerings that you're giving for that person but they're also alms okay so all right let's move on uh Give to the, uh, we read that, okay. Do, uh, do good to the humble and give nothing to the godless. Refuse him bread and do not give him any. It might make him stronger than you are. Then you would be repaid evil twice over. Okay? Let's read that again. Do good to the humble and give nothing to the godless. Those people who you know are straight up even they don't care about nobody. They just care about themselves. Why are you giving them people anything? They're all about themselves. They don't care nothing about you. They're not going to help you. So why would you give them anything? Like he said, refuse him bread. Do not give him any. It might make him stronger than you are. And if he gets stronger than you, what do you think he's going to do? You're going to be the nail and he's going to be the hammer. Okay? Then you would be repaid evil twice over for all the good you have done for him. For the Most High himself detests sinners and will repay the wicked with what they deserve. Give to the good. And do not go to the help of a sinner. In prosperity, you cannot always tell a trusted friend. Let me just say this very quickly. Okay? It says, give to the good and do not go to help. Uh, do not go to help the sinner. Let me just say why. Because when a person... When a person's sinning and they they get down so low to they, you know, they're really hurting. It's a life-death situation. It's, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I got to do something. Nothing's going on in my life right. Something, something got to give. They're either going to give in or they're going to fight. Okay? Now, if they fight, where do you think they're going? They're going to seek another source that can help them. And that's where 
God comes in. Because God comes in and goes, okay, you're crying to me. I hear you. And he begins to work on them. But if you go and help that person, then they're never going to get to the place where they're going to accept the Lord because they haven't got there to realize and understand what it's like not to have and to have only because the Lord gives it to you. Okay? All right. Truth uh, true and false friends. <laughs> we all need to hear this. In prosperity, you cannot always tell a true friend. But in adversity, you cannot mistake an enemy. Now, that this is so true. So, so true. When someone is doing well, that person's enemies are, are sad. When someone is doing badly, even a friend will keep at a distance. And and that's true. How many times you've been in the church and a brother and sister start going through things and people get so far away from them, they don't call them no more. When they when you do see them, they talk to them, they're like, oh, well, I I don't I have time right now. I got to go. You got problems. I've got to get away from you. That's what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> okay. Do not ever trust an enemy. As bronze tarnishes, so does an enemy's malice. Amen. Even if he behaves humbly and comes bowing and scraping, maintaining your reserve and be on your guard against him. Mm-hmm. Now, come on. If you know someone, if you, your first instinct is your best instinct. And if you pick up that this person doesn't like you, they're envious of you, keep your eyes on them. I don't care how nice they are, how much sweetness they talk, how they're helping you. They have an alternative motive, and the minute they can utilize it, they will. Okay? Um, behave towards him as if you were polishing a mirror. <laughs> you will find that his tarnish cannot last. Do not stand him beside you in case he in case he thrusts you out and takes your place. Do not seat him on your right or he will be after your position. And then you will remember what I have said and sadly admit that I was right. You hear that? Who feels sorry for a snake charmer? Bitten by a snake, or for those who take risks with savage animals. Not, not anybody, because you're like, why were you doing that in the first place? You know, you know that they could bite your head off. You know that they could sting you and you could die. You're playing with fire. <laughs> Just so for one who consorts with a sinner. 
and becomes an accomplice in his sin. Okay, we're going to pause here for a minute and then we'll be right back. Okay, everyone, we are back now. We have to pause for a commercial. We are back and let's start at 12.15. He will stay with you for a while, but if you once give way, he will press his advantage. An enemy may have sweetness on his lips and in his heart a scheme to throw you into the ditch. And I just said that a few minutes ago. (laughs) Okay. Um, An enemy may have tears in his eyes, but don't be fooled by that. But if he gets a chance, there can never be too much blood for him. If you meet with misfortune, you will find him there before you and pretending to help you, he will trip you up. He will wag his head and clap his hands. He will whisper a lot and his expressions will change. And I say this to you very wholeheartedly. Watch people. Watch people's expressions. Uh, This was something, it was a blessing at the time, and I didn't realize it until later years. Um, When I first started out, the Lord uh, started me into the nursing field. And one of my uh, first positions was I worked with uh, children and people who were disabled, who could not speak. Um, They... You know, they had to be moved around. Some of them had to be lifted out beds. Some of them had to uh, had to be escorted, so to speak, uh, to places. Um, but you knew if the first lesson we were taught was to look at their body and facial expressions, read what they're saying. And when I first started, I was like, read what they're saying. Are you kidding? But I began to learn that very, very easily I could understand what the child or the adult was trying to say just by looking at their facial expressions, their body movements, their twitching, their hand patting, their feet patting their legs shaking or wagging back and forth, I could tell. And I took that and I began to watch people, people with no problems that weren't sick. And I learned early on how to read people. And that was a gift that the Lord bestowed upon me very early. Thank you, Lord. So now I can tell you what a person, even by their smile, there are certain people out here that have this. And, and those of you who are, vest, are vested, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There are people out here that have this eerie looking smile. 
this twinklish, twinklish facial expression. And the more eerie that smile and the more twinklish that facial expression, the more evil there is. And someone who's walking around with legions, that whole expression is dancing around, back and forth, switching. One minute's this way, next minute's that. One minute's this way, next way. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> let's move on. I'm sure some of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. Um, let's finish up this chapter. And he will wag his head and clap his hands, and he will whisper a lot, and his expression will change. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. That expression changes. Okay, mix. Uh, the next one is mix with your equals. Whoever touches pitch will be defiled. Now, remember back in the days, and this was uh, in North and South America. I don't know about, that might have been in England too, but back in the slavery times, they used to use pitch, which is tar, to tar people. Mostly us Hebrews, okay, um, to tar and feather. That was their thing back in the day, you know, when they wanted to uh, hurt someone, okay? Well, they'll be known to them. They were defiling themselves. They weren't defiling that person. They weren't, they were, they were injuring that person, but they were defiling themselves. So here it is right here. Whoever touches pitch will be defiled, and anyone who associates with the proud will come to be like them. Okay? Do not try to carry a burden too heavy for you. Now, it's not just the, the proud that you can become attracted to. That's why the Lord tells you, be careful who you associate with. Okay? Watch who you're talking to. Who are you uh, entertaining? Because these things will come on you. Pride is a spirit. So that's a, that's a spirit jumping from one to another. And you're under that spirit all the time. That spirit just goes from that person onto you because you are around that person all the time. Or you're around that person long enough to receive that pride. Okay? And that goes for anything else. All right. Uh, uh, do not try to carry a burden too heavy for you. And other, you know, people get on jobs and things and they're working hard. And then they, they pick up something. They're working on something that really is over their head, but they don't want to look bad or or seem like they can't do the job. And they'll keep uh, wagging with it and wagging with it until it becomes uh, so bad that it starts to affect them. They start getting ulcers and headaches. And, you know, they end up in the hospital. They have a heart attack or something. And that's because they've taken on burdens that were too hard for them. Okay? 
Same thing uh, with family life. Sometimes people just take on so much in the family that, you know, instead of giving it to others to handle, they decide, oh, I'm going to do this myself. And I don't need anybody's help. I can do this. I don't want to be bothered with with all the yaya. I just go ahead and do this. And that's nice and all. But then they start having problems and things don't go so well. So that's why this is here to let you know if something is too hard a burden, then don't take it on. And if you don't have any other choice, then get help. Get other help to help you with it. Okay? Uh, do not associate with someone more powerful and wealthy than yourself. Why? Well, those people know what they're doing. You don't. They've, they've been in, in the wealth business for eons. You haven't. You're fresh. You're new. It's just like when you first come on a job. You don't know how things are on that job. So you can't take that job on. You have to have training for it. Well, same thing here. They know the power and the wealth. You don't. Why put the clay pot next to the iron cauldron? It will only break when they bang against each other. See, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. You're going to break. And they're going to roll all over you. The rich does wrong and takes a high line. You see this all the time. They take a high line. Everybody's like, oh, it's okay. It's all right. The poor is wrong and has to beg for, poor, for pardon. Now, we know that to be true. That's always the case. They always have to get someone. And then they get the worst attorneys. The poor get the worst attorneys. Which isn't right, but that's how it's done. If there, have you ever been in a court case where two court cases were simultaneous, right behind each other, same case, similar case, except one was a wealthy person and they could pay their way out, and then the one that came after was a poor person and they end up in jail. You saw it right there. The judge. Excused the rich person because they were able to give maybe $250. And then when he turned around and presented the same sentence for the poor person, they didn't have the money, so he sent them to jail. No payment plan, just go to jail. Okay? All right. If you, if you are useful, the rich will exploit you. Every day they do this. Every single day. Day, they exploit the poor in this country and all over the world, okay? If you go bankrupt, he will desert you. Yeah, you're no use to him. You're dead. You're like the poor. Get out of here. As you, 
as uh, are you well off? He will live with you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's take in hand some rich guys that were well off, and then all of a sudden they became poor. And there's a number of them. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's crazy. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, you know, well, I didn't trust him. No way. He wasn't such a great partner. You know, he was loose. They've got all kinds of excuses. All right. Um, he will clean you out without a single quorum. Absolutely. He'll drain your bank account behind your back in front of your face and then laugh about it. Does he need you? He will hoodwink you. I just said that. Smile at you and and ride and raise your hopes. Oh, you can do it, you. Yeah, you can do it. Why? You could do it because you could do it for me because I'm going to get, I'm going to watch you so I can get what you got. All right. He will speak politely to you and say, is there anything you need? <laughs> exactly. He will make you feel small at his dinner parties. And they love to do that. They use these big highfalutin words, right? Words he figures you don't know what he's talking about. He'll talk all kinds of terminology that he doesn't think you know about. And then, and then he'll lower the boom on you in front of everybody. Okay? And having cleaned you out two or three times over, will end by laughing at you. Afterwards, when he sees you, he will avoid you. And shake his head about you. See? Take care you are not hoodwinked. And thus humiliated through your own stupidity. When an influential person invites you, show reluctance. And he will press his invitation all the more. Do not trust yourself forward. In case you are pushed aside. But do not stand aloft. Or you will be overlooked. Do not affect to treat him as an equal. Do not trust his flow of words. Since all this talking is expressly meant to test you. See? All that talking is meant to catch you. See who you are. What are you all about? What's your name? Where you live? How much you got? What's in your bank account? Are you, are you worth my time? Under cover of, geniali of geniality, 
He will be weighing you up. Pitiless is anyone who retails gossip. He will not spare you either blows or chains. Be weary. Take very great care because you are walking with your own downfall. Stop gossiping about other people. Stop gossiping about everything. Shut your mouth. I hear people all the time talking to their friends about other friends, about, and they go from one thing to another. Well, did you see that? Well, you see what happened with so-and-so? Oh, it's such a terrible thing. And you know, did you know the other day, this and that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Goodness. But you don't hear nothing come out your mouth about God and the good things God has done in their life and how well he has treated them and what he's done for their kids. You don't hear that. If you hear it, you hear it very rarely. I had someone accuse me one time and say to me, oh, every time you talk, the only thing you talk about is God. That's the only thing that come out your mouth. I said to that person, better I talk about God than the things that don't pertain to him and know that I am, I am great in his eye, that I'm not being seen appalled in his eye. I would rather talk about God than talk about anything else. Because he is our creator. So, let's move on. Um, Fifteen. Every living thing loves its own sort, and every man his fellow. Every creature mixes with its, with its kind, and human beings <clears throat> stick to their own sort. <clears throat> so, most people stick with people like themselves. You, <clears throat> to go out of your, to go out of your group, takes a lot of work and energy. And when you do that, you have to be really careful that you're not stepping into another group that's not going to be good for you. That could be dangerous for you. How can wolf and lamb agree? See? Just so with sinner and devout. What peace can there be between the hyena and a dog? And what peace between the rich and the poor? Right? The rich don't want to do nothing for the poor. We see that. They don't want to get, they don't want you to have nothing. They want to take the food out your mouth, the clothes off your back. They don't even want you in their sight. They don't want you on the street. They don't want you in a house. They don't pull the house away from you. They don't cause you to lose everything you had. 
okay? Then once you're in the street, they don't want you in the street because they don't want to see you. Destitute and poor because now they feel bad. They feel bad for you. And then they don't want to have to give you money, so they want you out of their sight, out of mind. And then still, even so you're out of sight and out of mind, they don't want any programs that's going to give you food or money or clothes. They just want you to disappear. All right. So that's what the Lord means. Okay? And of course, the poor don't think highly of the rich because they feel like all the money they have, they should be sharing that money. Rightfully so. They should be sharing that money. They should be doing things for people. The Lord tells us to share and to do for the poor, the needy, the widow, the stranger, the alien, right? Okay. While desert donkeys are the prey of lions, so too the poor is the quarry of the rich. The proud thinks humbly, I'm sorry, the proud thinks humility abhorrent. So too the rich abominates the poor. You see, the, <clears throat> the proud thinks humility abhorrent. If you're, if you're so humble, right, I, ca I can't deal with that. Get out of here. That's, that's how the proud think. Get, get out of it. Get away from me with that foolish nonsense. That's what they think. And the rich are the same way when it comes to the poor. Get them out of my sight. Don't want to see them. <clears throat> when the rich stumbles, he is supported by his friends. Oh, have we seen that? <laughs> yes, Ree. Well, let's let's take let's take certain people. Okay. Um for instance. When, let's take Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump fell in his business arrangements several, several times in New York, in Jersey, and several other states, okay? And most people would have fell. They're, they would have told them, look, you don't have enough money, and the bank's not going to cover you, and yada, 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 yada. But no, they lifted him out. His friends came to him. His banking friends came to his rescue. The average man does not get that, okay? All right. You have the uh, same thing, not just him, the... Same thing happens with the banks when they fell. The banking organizations came to help them out. The only ones that weren't helped out were the ones that they're going to close anyway. 
They were falling too far for them to even bother. They didn't want to consider them, period. All right? Okay, let's move on. When the poor falls, his friends push him away. And that's true, too. Oh, well, he got into this mess. Now let him get himself out of it. Nobody told him to do that. That's what they do. Oh, close the door. We can't help him. When the rich slip, when the rich slips, there are many hands to catch him. If he talks, cons, if he talks consent, he is congratulated. Oh, I'm sorry. If he talks nonsense, excuse me, he is congratulated. We we saw that. We have just come out of that. <clears throat> the nonsense that was spewed across the the world, across the television screen. Okay. When rich people get into situations, the lies and the foolishness that spread across the screen, because of course the news is gonna pick it up. But the news is told, oh, just put this in here. Don't don't tell this real story. Here, use this. And it's pure, true nonsense. You know, listening to it, you're like, what kind of foolishness? To the point you turn your TV off because you're like, I can't listen to this. This is just ridiculous. Okay? All right, let's move on. Uh, the poor slips, and he's blamed for it. Didn't I just say a few minutes ago? Oh, he got himself into that. Let him get himself out. Oh, he did that to himself. So, I'm not going to help him. All right? But no room is made for him. Nobody don't try to help him. See? The rich speak and everyone stops talking. Yeah, everyone stops talking and you don't want to hear what they got to say because you know what they're going to say. So why are you listening? And then they praise his discourse to the skies. Oh, that was a great speech. That was wonderful. Complete foolish nonsense. But it was so great. It made no sense whatsoever. Oh, he double-talked himself, but his speech was great. You mean his talking was great? Yes. Okay, uh, moving on. The poor speaks and people say, who is this? And if he stumbles, they trip him up yet more. So if he's if a poor man stands up and he's telling people what you know he thinks is not right and he's he's true he's on point and in the middle of his conversation he starts to stumble a little bit you know he has a uh, a problem maybe reading the words or he's trying to get something out and you know he's not quite getting it out there but he's trying to oh someone oh, someone in the audience will start well I got a question. Or, <laughs> he can't even talk right. Look at that. He's stumbling over his words. I ain't got time for this. Let's go. 
That's what they do. Wealth is good where there is no sin. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, let's say that again. Wealth is good where there is no sin. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you, but most of the time there's sin. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, poverty is evil. The godless say, see, the godless will tell you in a minute, ah, poverty, that's just straight up evil. Those people got that way because they weren't doing what they were supposed to. They just misused their money. They were drinkers and they were probably doing drugs and they just, they got everything negative to say, nothing good to say. Okay. The heart molds a person's expression, whether for better or worse. <clears throat> what you speaketh comes from your heart, not from your brain. That's how you know where a person is. When they open their mouth and you let them talk, you know exactly where they're coming from. Even if they're talking sweet and syrupy, you can read between the lines. But worrisome work invented. <clears throat> Happy heart, cheerful expression. But worrisome work invents proverbs. <clears throat> <clears throat> True happiness. Blessed is anyone who has not sinned in speech. And who needs, and whose needs fell no remorse for sin. Blessed is anyone whose conscience brings no reproach, and who has never given up hope. Wealth is not the right thing for the negative, And what? Use our possessions to the com to the convectious. Whatever hoards by uh, what whoever hoards by stinging himself is hoarding for others. Um, whoever hoards by stinting himself is hoarding for others, and others will live scrumptiously on his riches. If someone is mean to himself, whom does he benefit? He does not, he does not enjoy what is his own. No one is meaner than the person who is mean to himself. This is how his wickedness repays him. If he does any good, he does it unintentionally. 
and in the end, he himself reveals his wickedness. Now, let's go back over this. If someone is mean to himself, okay, whom does he benefit? He doesn't benefit anybody. He's not benefiting himself or anybody else. In fact, people looking at him like, what is wrong with this guy? He does not even enjoy what is his own. He can't. <laughs> He's hard on himself. He gets a swimming pool. He can't enjoy the swimming pool. Because he's saying to himself, why did I get this in the first place? I shouldn't have wasted my money. I should take this right back. See? Um, <clears throat> and, of course, from this, it plays on out. It, it gets larger and larger. That's what they mean. No one is meaner than the person who is mean to himself. And this is how his wickedness repays him. He just continues in this cycle and it gets worse and worse and worse. Okay? All right. Let's move on. Uh, wicked the person who has an envious eye, averting his face and careless of others' lives. Okay? So be careful, people. There are people out here like this. Uh, just keep your eyes open. Uh, this goes for children. When I say children, I'm speaking of adolescents. Uh, it starts to show up in adolescents. And it can be corrected if you catch it. If you don't catch it, then it goes on and on and on and on and on. And actually, you can see a whiff of it when they're little. And if you can catch them at that age, then it's even better. The eye of the grasping is not content with what he has. Greed swirls up the soul. Say, gimme, 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 gimme. I want, I want, I want. That's what I was saying. When they're younger, you can grasp, get a grasp on that. The minister is grudging of bread. Excuse me. The miser is grudging of bread. There is famine at his table. <clears throat> My child, treat yourself as well as you can afford. And bring wealth offerings to the Lord. Remember, you hear that? And bring wealth offerings to the Lord. Remember that death will not delay and that you have never seen Shiloh contract. Be kind to your friend before you die. Treat him as generously as you can afford. And do not refuse yourself the good things of today. Do not let your share of what is lawful desire pass you by. <clears throat> Will you not have to leave your fortune to another? Absolutely. When people die, what happens? They leave their stuff to someone. And the fruit of the labor is to is to divide by lot. 
Exactly. When my parents died, there was five of us to divide amongst. Well, now five because my sister passed uh, not too long after my dad. So that meant there was four. And so then it had to be divided between uh, the four sisters that were left and my sister's two sons. So the number increased. Um, And so, as you see, it was done by lot. That's what they mean, lot. Give and receive and joy yourself. There are no pleasures to be found in shore. Like clothes, everybody will wear out. Mm. Yes, indeedy. The age old law is everyone must die. Like foliage growing on a bushy tree, some leaves falling, others growing. So are the generations of flesh and blood. One dies, another is born. Every achievement rots away and perishes, and with it goes its author. And so that's why the Lord said, vanity, vanity, vanity. (laughs) The only thing that will be in this world once everyone is gone is what? The word. The Lord's word. It will still exist. Everything else will be gone. The happiness of the sage. Blessed is anyone who meditates on wisdom and reasons with intelligence. Meditates on wisdom. How many of you out there meditate on wisdom? How many of you meditate, period? The Lord said to meditate day and night, didn't he? Okay. So here, it's saying meditate on wisdom. That's one of the things you should be meditating on. Wisdom. And reason with intelligence. Who studies her way in his heart and ponders her secrets. He pursues her like a hunter and lies in wait by her path. He peeps in at her windows and listens at her doors. He lodges close to her house and fixes his pegs in her wall in her walls. He pitches his tent at her side and lodges in the excellent lodging. He sets his children in her shade and camps beneath her branches. He is sheltered by her from the heat and 
in her glory he makes his home. Whoever fears the Lord will act like this. And whoever grabs the law will obtain wisdom. Let's read that again. Whoever grasps the law will obtain wisdom. Let's say that again. Whoever grasps, G-R-A-S-P-S, reaches for the law will obtain wisdom. What's the law? The law is in what book? Exodus. Right? Leviticus. Right? Okay. Does the law still exist? Yes, it does. Was the law extinguished when Jesus came into place? No, it wasn't. He said, I came to fulfill, not to extinguish. Okay, let's go back. She will come to meet him like a mother and receive him like a virgin bride. She will give him the bread of understanding to eat and the water of wisdom to drink. And he will lean on her and will not fall. He will rely on her and not be put to shame. She will raise him high above his neighbors. And in full assembly, she will open his mouth. And he will find happiness and a crown of joy. He will inherit an everlasting name. Now this is what happens to people who come to God humbly, honestly, and sincerely. And you see it. You can always see it. I don't care what religious outing or service you're in. Pay attention. You can see those who really receive and those who are just I don't want to say uh, pretending but they're not really receiving it. They're going along with everything that they've seen what's happening in the church prior to other people, but they're not really receiving, okay? All right. Um, Fools will not gain possession of her, nor will sinners set eyes on her. She stands remote from pride, and liars cannot call her to mind. Praise is unseemly in sinners' mouth, since it has not been put there by the Lord. For praise should be uttered only in wisdom, and the Lord himself then prompts it. <clears throat> Can that get any clearer? 
Hmm? You have people in the church and they praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise them. Praise them. Yay. 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 That's mouth. That's lip service. Okay. But when you have someone that is in the spirit and they're praising the Lord, you hear them praising, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord. And they're gone. They're not even there. They are in the spiritual plane somewhere. They're seeing visions. You see them touching stuff, like they're touching thin air. Those people are in the spirit, and they have received. Okay? <laughs> and so that's what they're talking about here. Okay. Do not say the Lord was responsible for my sinning, for he does not do what he hates. Yes, you heard my daughter trying to um <laughs> trying to get me some lunch. <laughs> However, uh, I actually still have breakfast here. <laughs> I've been working in my uh, in my room here and um, on some things. Uh, you know how you get busy on some things. And um, so uh, we are trying to get some things straight now here. So I decided to take a few minutes and do this. Okay, so let's get back to the word, all right? Um, this is called freedom of choice. Do not say the Lord was responsible for my sinning. For he does not do what he hates. Do not say it was he who led me astray. For he has no use for a sinner. So you did all that yourself, okay? <clears throat> the Lord hates all that is foul, and no one who fears him will love it either. He himself made human beings in the beginning and then left them free to make their own decisions. If you choose, you will keep the commandments and so be fruitful, and so be faithful to his will. He has set fire and water before you. Put out your, put out your hand to whichever you prefer. A human being has life and death before him. Whichever he prefers, will be given him. For vast is the wisdom of the Lord. He is almighty and all sin. Now, this just reminded me of something. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you know when you first come into the church, <clears throat> a lot of people say, oh, I was, you know, I was on fire, was burning, I was burning. 
That's all that sin. It's being burned off. Walking through the fire, which is burning you off. Now, then you have other brothers and sisters who will say, and this usually happens later on, I was given a vision, I was given a dream, and I was walking through the water. And I wasn't alone. I was with the Lord, or I was with an angel. Okay? That in itself is telling you blessings. You ever heard people say, oh, I love to get outside in the rain and get those blessings? Yeah. The rain coming down is a blessing to the earth. It, it's growth. It gives growth to the land. The water helps the plants to grow. The water is what we need to live. It's a blessing. Okay? All right. Um... His eyes are on those who fear him. He notes every human action. He notes every human action. So whatever you do, the Lord sees it. Whether it's good, bad, whether it's day or night, whether you're hiding or you're out in the open, the Lord sees it all. His eyes are on those who fear him. He notes every human action. He never commanded anyone to be godless. He has given no one permission to sin. You're sinning because you're sinning on your own. The Lord does not give you that. <clears throat> the fate of the obstinate. Do not long for a brood of worthless children, and do not take pleasure in godless sons. However, many you have take no pleasure in them, unless the fear of the Lord live among them. See, this is why it's so important to teach your children at an early age from the time they sprout out, okay? Or if you are uh, adopting someone else's kids, teach them the word of God, okay? Um, However many you have, take no pleasure in them unless the fear of the Lord lives among them. Do not count on their having long life, and do not put too much faith in their number. For better have one than a thousand. Better die childless than have children who are godless. <clears throat> One person of sense can populate a city. Now, why would they say that? Because as a parent, it's your responsibility to get them on the right track. So you're, you're responsible.
to make sure that that child is holy and sanctified, to make sure that that child is brought up, instructed, and knows the word of God. Now, if you haven't and your kids are grown, it's not too late. You can still begin the process of teaching them little by little, sending them things that have to do with the Lord. Send them a Bible. When they come over to your house to eat, pray with them. Be the example. My eyes have seen many such things. My ears have heard things even more impressive. Fire is kindled in a sin in a sinful society. Retribution blazes in a rebellious nation. Absolutely. Look at the nations now. God did not pardon the giants of old who confi- who confided in their strength had rebelled. He did not spare the people with whom Lot lived. He abhorred them rather for their pride. He was pitiless to the nations of prediction, those people who gloried in their sins, as also to the 600,000 men on the march who had banded together in their obstinacy, 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 and had there been only one man stubborn. It would have been amazing had he escaped unpunished, since mercy and wrath alike belong to the Lord, who is mighty to forgive and to pour out wrath. As great as his mercy, so is his sovereignty. He judges each person as his deeds deserve. The sinner will not escape with his ill-gotten gains, nor the patient of the devout go for nothing. Nor the patience of the devout. Okay? He takes note of every, okay, let me reread that again. The sinner will not escape with his ill-gotten gains, nor the patience of the devout go for nothing, all right? He takes note of every charitable action, and everyone is treated as he deserves, okay? Do not say, I shall hide from the Lord who is going to remember me up there. Hmm. Okay, we are going to, uh, we're gonna pause real quick and then we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're back now. 
All right, so we're going to finish this up. Um, I shall not be noticed uh, among so many people. What am I in the immensity of creation? For see, the sky and the heavens above the sky, the abyss and the earth shake at his visitation. Absolutely. The mountains and the earth's foundations alike quail and tremble when he looks at them. Thunderstorms, people, thunderstorms, earthquakes. But to all this, no one gives thought. Who keeps his movements in mind? The storm wind itself is invisible, and most of what he does goes undetected. Yes, because man thinks this is all that should, you know, it's a normal thing. This happens all the time. You know, we have thunderstorms. Uh, we have um, rain, snow, hail. It's not until you have floods. It's not until you have a twister, uh, a tornado, uh, sinkholes, some kind of disastrous thing that takes place that people begin to think, oh my gosh, and they start calling on the Lord. Little do they know, <laughs> the Lord is the one that orchestrating this, okay? This is all part of him. All right. Uh, who will report whether justice has been done? And who will be watch, watching the covenant is remote? Such, such are the thoughts of the person of little sense. Stupid, misguided, cherishing his folly. See, man is so um, absorbed in his own everyday things, <clears throat> which are not important to God, they really aren't, that he doesn't see these things. He doesn't recognize these things. Listen to me, my child. This is human beings in the creation. Listen to me, my child, and learn knowledge and give your whole mind to, to my words. I shall expound discipline methodically and proclaim knowledge with precision. When God created his works in the beginning, he assigned them their places as soon as they were made. He determined his work for all time for their origins to their distinct generations. They know neither hunger nor weariness, and they never desert their duties. Not one has ever got in the way of another, and they will never disobey his word. And afterwards, the Lord looked at the earth and filled it with his good things. <clears throat> and he covered its surface and every he covered its surface with every kind of animal and to it they will return. The Lord fashioned human beings 
from the earth to consign them back to it. He gave them all so many days and so much time. And he gave them authority over everything on the earth. He clothed them in strength like himself and made them in his image. You see, now, I want to say this here. When you're tired and you're weak, you're hurting and you're in pain, he is the author. Hello? Here he is saying right here, he gave them so many days and so much time, okay? He gave them authority over everything on the earth, all right? He clothed them in strength like himself. So who do you go to to get strength if you don't have strength? You go to God. He gave you strength like himself. <clears throat> okay. Um, and made them in his own image. He filled all living things with dread of human beings. He filled every living thing with the dread of human beings. So everything is afraid of human beings. Making them masters over the beast and the birds. So the animals already know to fear us. As we fear our Father, the Lord. All right? You get the pattern? He made them a tongue, eyes, and ears, and gave them a heart to think with. He filled them with knowledge and intelligence and showed them what was good and what's evil. He put his own light in their hearts to show them the magnificence of his work so that they would praise his holy name as they told of his magnificent works. See? When you're talking of the Lord's works, you're giving him praise and honor for what he has done. All right? <clears throat> he sets knowledge before them. He endows them with the law of life. He establishes an eternal covenant with them and reveals his judgments to them. Their eyes saw the majesty of his glory, and their ears heard the glory of his voice. Amen. He said to them, Beware of all wrongdoings. He gave each a commandment concerning his neighbor. So you can't say, I didn't know. I didn't. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, the next one is called the divine, uh, the divine judge. 
Their ways are always under his eyes, and they cannot be hidden from his sight. Over each nation he has set a governor. But Israel is the Lord's own portion. Their actions are all as planned as the sun to him. I'm sorry. Their actions are all as plain as the sun to him. And his eyes rest constantly on their conduct. Their iniquities are not hidden from him. All their sins are before the Lord. Do you hear that, people? Oh, you Israelites. Oh, you Hebrews. Hello, hello. Do you hear this? Do you hear what he is saying? If you don't think the Lord is watching you and watching what's going on in your family, hey, shakarasa, hey, Let's read this again. Their actions. Uh, Let's go back. Over each nation he has set a governor, but Israel is the Lord's own portion. He is not talking about Israel, Israel. Okay, he's not talking about the people overseas that's claiming they're Israelites. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Okay, he's talking about all his people. They're scattered all over the world, okay? So those of you who know who you are, hello, I'll say this again. Do not pay attention. Their actions are all all as plain as the sun to him. And his eyes rest constantly on their conduct. The Lord is watching your conduct, hello, Their iniquities are not hidden from him. (laughs) Whatever you're doing that's not right, the Lord sees it. All their sins are before the Lord. Almsgiving is like a signet ring to him. So people, if you're not giving alms, start giving them. Okay? His cherishes generosity, he cherishes generosity like the pupil of an eye. One day he will rise and reward them. He will repay their des- he will repay their desserts on their own heads. But to those who repent, he permits return. And he encourages those who have lost hope. Okay. All right, let's move on. Exhortation to repentance. And after this, we're going to stop. Return to the Lord and renounce your sins. Plead before his face and stop offending him. Every time you do something wrong, you're offending God. You're not, you're not just offending whoever it is it's directed to or even at yourself, but you're offending God. Come back to the Most High and turn away from iniquity and hold all that is foul in abhorrence. Who is going to praise the Most High in Shoal? Nobody. Do you think anybody in hell is praising God? No. They are screaming and yelling and pleading 
for God to help them, if if anything. Or they might be cursing him. Okay? <laughs> if we do not glorify him while we are alive, okay? You have all this time now while you're alive to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? The dead can praise no more than those who do not exist. Only those with life and health can praise the Lord. How great is the mercy of the Lord. His pardon for those who turn to him. For we cannot have everything. Human beings are not immortal. What is what is brighter than the sun? And yet it fades. Flesh and blood taken of nothing but evil. He surveys the armies of the lofty sky. And all of us are only dust and ashes. Okay? All right, that's going to be it for today. Um, that was the end of chapter 17. Okay, I really hope this helps many of you. And again, I'll say, please, tithes and offerings are good, but you just heard that the Lord loves alms giving. Okay? He will check your alms giving at the end. Many of us out here that have not been giving alms need to start again. Okay? Alms giving. Alms giving is giving to the poor, giving to the needy, giving to the stranger, giving to the homeless. Okay? All right. If you give to an organization that deals with these, please make sure that they are doing exactly what they said and they are not taking that money for themselves. There's a lot of that going on. Check the companies out. Okay? All right, everyone. Uh, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word. Woo, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word today. And thank you, Lord, for setting our hearts and minds and spirit on the right track, helping us to see right and wrong and where we're lacking, Lord. Father, thank you for this word. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach, amen. Amen. Okay, everyone, this is Minister McMillan. For those of you who would like to contact me, I can be reached at McMillions, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S, 75 at gmail.com or anchor.fm uh, right slash Linda, L-I-N-D-A, dash McMillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-I-A-N, 9. And those of you who want to sponsor or donate, there's a button at the bottom of this page. Uh, press on either of those buttons and the information that you want will be given to you, okay? And we appreciate all of you who contact us and those who sponsor. Thank you for both, okay? This is Mr. McMillan. Have a blessed evening and good night. <laughs>